Welcome to the Brian Oak Show, whatever that means. My name is Brian Oak, and this is the inaugural episode of the Brian Oak Show. I know a very clever name. You know, I reached out to all of my friends on social media. More than 600 comments came in for clever and somewhat stupid names for the show, and we settled on the Brian Oak Show, and you're welcome. My name is Brian Oak, and most of you are tuning in because I can't imagine how many people would be tuning into the inaugural edition of a podcast know who I am. Not because I'm famous, but because you know me from my experience here in the Twin Cities. For those that don't, a very quick synopsis, I have spent the last 25 years doing radio in the Twin Cities. Began over at the University of Minnesota doing Radio K. From there to Rev 105, doing morning shows for three years. Then to Zone 105 because, of course, the little guy was gobbled up by the big guy. And then I was, for the first time in my adult life, unemployed for more than a month. It was weird. I like to imagine myself as lazy, a layabout, a malcontent, a French duke, if you will, but I I hated it. And then I finally got a job doing afternoons at Cities 97, got back to mornings after 11 years, and most recently worked at the public radio outlet here in town. And I know a lot of people want me to spill the tea on exactly what happened and what went down, and I want to let you know that's never going to happen. That's not what I do. I'm not about revenge. There's no nobility or satisfaction in revenge. It's just time to move on, be a grown-up, pull up your socks, get to work, and that's what we're doing right here with The Brian Oak Show. So I've done radio for a long time. Uh, If you want to go back a little bit further, I grew up in what my dear friend Marty calls the North Suburban Cultural Corridor. That would be Coon Rapids, Minnesota. I was lucky enough to live in two different spots in Coon Rapids. Yeah, you're welcome. One, a more established long-term relationship. The other... Brand new development. A little later on, my dad started doing better right there on University Avenue. So I'm from Coon Rapids. This is my town. I love doing this. So what is the Brian Oak Show? I think that's an exceptional, exceptional question. I literally have no idea. It's only like three minutes old. It could literally be anything. But I appreciate everybody who tunes in. Uh, First off, I want to thank all the people who became members of our Patreon account. Patreon is not the long-term funding model for this program. But it turns out, even with something as simple as a podcast, there are costs. There are expenses, and things need to be taken care of. But we also have sponsors and I'm going to make a point of doing this. You know, this show is going to be about music. It's going to be about popular culture. It's going to be about people. It's going to be about conversation. It's going to be about nonprofits. There's not, we're not going to be crusaders at any point ever. We're going to talk to everybody a little bit. And well, here's the bottom line when you pre record, I'm going to invite all kinds of people, but if it's not interesting, it's on the cutting room floor. That shit is over. <gasps> Look at that, my first swear word. How do you feel about that, Sean? Oh my gosh, is that, it's over. It's begun. Is that, is that going to end? Well, I think we've got to start bleeping that stuff out. Mm. People don't know you like that. You're like the Mr. Rogers. No, you're not. You're really, you're really not at all. <laughs> well, fuck. Uh, that is, by the way, is Sean Bernard. He's my business partner in this endeavor. And where it goes, nobody knows. But we're going to do our best to bring you interesting guests. We're going to do our best to bring you great quality musical content. Uh, but again, thanking all the people who jumped on board with the Patreon account uh, very much because it's helping us get off the ground. But also, we have some early adopters in forms of sponsors, and we're going to be talking to Ed Cohen of SmartStartMN.com uh, or SmartStartMN in general just ahead, but um, I don't know. I hate listening to my voice by myself very much, so why don't we hear some music? Let's go ahead and hear one of my favorite live bands of all time. They are a Welsh trio known as the Joy Formidable. This latter is ours. It's the Brian Oak Show. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. 
That Welsh trio is going to be performing at the Fine Line Music Cafe, downtown Minneapolis, almost exactly one month from now, Saturday, December 14th. The first time I saw them was in South by Southwest, which I do not recommend going to unless you really enjoy the crush of humanity and being heartbroken. There are often six bands playing at one time that you would give up a limb to go see, and that's it, it's frustrating, it's crazy. And it's surprisingly humid down in Austin, Texas. I'm like, I always thought the desert, but no, it turns out it's like equatorial Africa. It is uh, not a great place to go. That being said, it, there's a lot of music there, but that band is the Joy Formidable, the Welsh Trio, Ritzy Bryan out front on vocals and guitar, and just one of the most loud and amazing power trios I've ever seen in my entire life. My name is Brian Oak, and this is The Brian Oak Show, our inaugural podcast. And as I mentioned, a deep thank you to all the supporters, all the promoters, all the signal boosters, and all the Patreon people who have jumped on board before even knowing what might happen. I don't even know what's going to happen, but thank you very, very much. But also, we're looking to get sponsors on board, and I promise you we're not going to clog this show with too many commercials. I've worked at places where there was 24 minutes of commercials in a single hour. That will never, ever happen here. That being said, sponsorship is part of the model, and it's part of what we have to do moving forward, and it is my pleasure to say that we have our very first full-time sponsor. Again, you don't know what this is going to be, and you signed on to pay for it? Makes me question something about you, Mr. Cohen. I'd like to introduce Ed Cohen of Smart Start MN. How are you, Ed? I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right, so I could stumble through it. Why don't you tell me what Smart Start MN is? Smart Start is a provider of ignition interlocks, and ignition interlocks are basically like a breathalyzer on your car, gets you back on the road. The state approves it, so you can get back to driving if you get a DUI. And you can get back really quick, right? We can get you back almost before you lose your license. Wow. That's absolutely amazing. This would have been, again, valuable information some 20 years ago. I wouldn't have minded hearing about that. So here's the deal. Drinking and driving is stupid, and a lot of people will take a chance. You know, Some people, they don't care, and they're going to get in trouble. But a lot of people will sort of ride that line. And not everybody makes it home and to, uh, without being intercepted, right? Right. That's true. You know, I was a criminal defense lawyer for 25 years. I have defended lots of people who made a simple mistake. It was a bad mistake, but mm -hmm. it was a simple one. It's one not where they intended to do something really criminal, but they did. And it was uh, an unfortunate event. And for most people, they never do it again. Um, most people who get a DUI never reoffend. They're just – it's a – Incident of bad judgment. It's an incident of bad fortune. Well, and for a lot of people, I think, if you drink and drive and you do get popped, it's a wake-up call. It is a, wow, okay. So, And now in this age in particular of Lyft, Uber, whatever, 
maybe hitchhiking will come back. Who knows? There are better ways to get home. Uh, but a lot of people still are like, I'm just fine. And then they're not fine. They get popped. So I read in a magazine once that if it happens, you can lose your license. There are a lot of expensive things. It can impact your insurance. All these things happen. I've even heard of some people who had to spend three months getting their toddler child to daycare with a taxi cab. <clears throat> which you can help people get around. Is that correct? I've heard of these things, yeah. And yeah, we certainly too. can help with that. And what we can do is we can help you get installed with an ignition interlock. We can help you walk through all of the pieces of the state's requirements that you need to do and get you back driving really before you lose your license. Well, and there are other companies who do this, but we are talking about Smart Start MN because they are the only local company who does it. And I know we're not talking price today, but I want to say that once you and I had a chance to sit down and I had a chance to learn more about it, it's way more affordable than I thought it was going to be. It is. It is. It is. It is not an expensive proposition when you factor in the fact that you get back to work, you get back to your life, you get back to taking care of your kids, you get your kids to daycare without having to take a taxi. These Oof. things are all expensive. And we can help you get back on the road, and we can do it long before anybody else can. Uh, how long ago did Smart Start start? We've been in operation for 13 years. And we were doing this actually before there was a statewide program. Before there was a state program at all, we happened to be, uh, uh, it's a long story, but we ended up buying a business that uh, turns out uh, you needed some state approval for, and we took some time to get that state approval. I was going to say, like, in addition to being lawyers, were you guys also mad scientists? Like, like you're like, oh, we'll put a breathalyzer in the car. Brilliant. <laughs> we, we actually found out about it a couple of years before. Uh, there were some newspaper stories about some success that states like Texas and New Mexico and Arizona were having with uh, doing ignition interlock and getting people back on the road and really improving uh, their state's um, drunk driving arrests, their fatalities. You know, it was really a good thing. And we wanted to be guys as lawyers who could provide those kinds of services. We didn't go into this to buy a company. That just sort of happened halfway along the way. Well, uh, his name is Ed Cohen. He is from Smart Start MN. You can find them at smartstartmn.com. You can also click on The Brian Oak Show, and you can find out more about what they do. You can learn more. Again, the bottom line is, as I used to say for many, many years on the radio, kids, stay in school. Don't do drugs. That being said, also don't drink and drive. It's a terrible, terrible idea. That being said, if you do and you find yourself in trouble, smartstartmn.com. We're talking to Ed Cohen from the company. Now, Ed, you also happen to be a music fan. When we sat down to talk about this, by the way, before we talk about music, thank you. Early Adopter, the very first sponsor we've had on The Brian Oak Show. And again, who knows? This might be a terrible show. What were you thinking? It might be, but it might not be. That's really what There's we're that. thinking. I mean, I pushing your chips to the middle we, of the table. <laughs> I I get to make some decisions at the company, and some of the decisions involve marketing, and some of them involve me saying, "I don't care if this is a terrible idea. I'm going to do it." Wow, not unlike drinking and driving. That being said, Ed is also a very very big music fan. What was the first show you ever went to see, Ed? Ooh, the very first show. Of any size. I mean, I'm not talking about like going to the family fun fair and seeing like some kids band. I'm right. talking about like the first rock band where you're like, oh, crap, this is what the rest of my life is going to be like. Yeah, very first concert. Um, the very first band I saw live on a big stage, 
38 special opening for REO Speedwagon, 1980 Met Center. You saw the wagon. I did. Wow. I saw the wagon at the top, at the peak. Yeah. At peak REO Speedwagon. Here's the deal. I mentioned at the top of the show that I grew up in the North Suburban Cultural Corridor, and I am not mad at either of those bands. 38 special, Hold On Loosely. Are you kidding me? That's right. Oh, and you never look back. Now, where would you say your musical tastes lie today? Uh, a little louder, a little more distortion, a lot of noise. Um, louder than the wagon? Louder than the wagon. Louder than the wagon. Um, <laughs> I mean, my two favorite bands in my entire life, I, and it's not being a homer, are The Replacements and Husker Du. That said, um, I, there's so many bands. Right. Uh, Sean asked me for... Um, a musical suggestion, and I said, well, how about this? Well, then, how about this? And how about this? And how about this? I mean, I think I sent four or five, and I probably had another hundred lined up. Well, I um, I have to admit, uh, as we're starting a new podcast here, I've been going through the songs we're going to play on it, and it's paralyzing. There are too many good ones, but you have to remember, you can't play all the songs day one, and, you know, we'll talk to you again, but you decided to go with a great, great power pop seems to be damning them with faint praise because they've got a harder rock edge than most power pop bands, but an upper Midwestern band that in the 90s were on the verge of becoming a genuine thing, and they were a thing, but then it all ended too quickly. What'd you go with? Uh, you know, big time, early 90s Chicago, Urge Overkill, Sister Havana. Again, talking about power trios, another a brilliant yeah. power trio who I think Probably the biggest fame they got is when they covered Neil Diamond's Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, and that got used in a Tarantino movie, right? In one of the funniest Tarantino movies. He has a funny movie? Uh, My wife was not happy that I laughed out loud at uh, at the scene in the car with the shotgun. Huh. I was the only person who laughed at that, oddly enough. Interesting. Well, it's nice to have you by. His name is Ed Cohen from Smart Start MN, the first signing on sponsor of The Brian Oak Show. And I cannot thank you enough for that, Ed. And also, thank you for the time today. What are we going to hear from Urge Overkill? Sister Havana. Oh, it's a good one. It's The Brian Oak Show.
One of the best power trios of the 1990s. Urge Overkill with Sister Havana on the Brian Oak Show. Hey, hi, I'm Brian Oak. And my thanks again to Ed Cohen from Smart Start MN for stopping by. SmartStartMN.com. Do not drink and drive. However, if you do and you screw up and it goes poorly, they can get you back on the road, which I got to be honest, even in this more affordable age of Uber and Lyft, it's a way, way better way to go. You can find out more by checking them out. Just a quick reminder that we have a Patreon account. Patreon is what is helping us get this thing off the ground. If you go to patreon.com slash the Brian Oak show, you can join us. And there is a VIP level at $20 a month. And should you decide to join at that level, we are going to, within the next couple of months here, maybe sooner than that, begin having some live events, bands, special events where you will have early access. These will not be open to the public. They will simply be a way of saying thank you to early adopters and supporters. So if you'd like to know more, you can go there or you can go on Twitter at Oak Show, I believe is what we're calling it here. Uh, hi, I am Brian Oak. So I would like to introduce our next guest. Um, I hope to have her on the show on the regular because I'm a fan of the work that she's done for a very long time. She's a Twin Cities-based comed- a comedic storyteller who's appeared on HBO, NBC, VH1, and Comedy Central, and I haven't seen her in a long time. She's appeared at the Pantages, the Orpheum, Bryant Lake Bowl Theater, and Acme Comedy, and she's written plays that have been produced here in Minneapolis, of course, St. Paul, New York City, and L.A. Colleen Cruz, it's very nice to see you. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. This is a cool space. It's a weird little space I in like Northeast. I like the weird little space. Well, oh, that's right. Well, I haven't even mentioned it yet. We are at Foolproof here, mm-hmm. which is sort of a co-op workspace, but they've got this new little podcast studio, which, um, I don't know, feels pretty comfortable right now. It does. How are you? Super comfy. I am fantastic. So I want to ask you a couple questions before we talk about any news of the day. Do it. Where'd you grow up? St. Paul, the east side. Hold your applause. Really? Yeah. I am the east sider. At my pain pre- reliever. At my pre... <sighs> don't you remember the pain reliever? Peppercorns? <laughs> you think I don't know about the east side cruise? <laughs> Come on now. All right. Actually, I was never in the pain reliever. I'm not philosophically. Liar. I, I'm actually not philosophically you never saw opposed. Dare Force at the pain reliever. <laughs> I had a fake ID. I used to go see. I would see Dare Force at the pain reliever, and then on Sunday nights, my friend Diane Schwinghammer and I we used to sneak in and see the U.S. male dancers. I'm sorry. Your friend's last name was what? Schwinghammer. It's true. Middle school must have been a really rough ride for Ms. Schwinghammer. It was before, uh, what's his face? Wayne's World. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought the pain reliever was a um, gentleman's club. No, they had a rock and roll side, and then they had the, the, the dancing side. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the dancing ladies. More of a lamplighter guy myself. Um <laughs> <clears throat> Again, I, I never spent any time in St. Paul's East Side, but at my oh. previous gig, everybody who works there, they all grew up on the East Side of St. Paul. That was a thing? Yeah. You guys ever make it up to Coon Rapids? You ever like, oh, man, we got to head up to Coon Rapids this Saturday night? The Mermaid? The Merm? <laughs> Ethel Mermaid? No, oh, you know, well, no, there you, wasn't know, you a lot hear up about there. it. Yeah, wasn't isn't the the mermaids in Coon Rapids? It's not, it? It, but it's on the way. I remember yeah. driving past it. I remember as like an eight year old boy driving past. Right. It. I'm like, it's like a beacon. It's like a, that's a, it's like a that's weird a, that's beacon. A naked fish lady on top of the building. It was very exciting. That's what made all the Coon Rapids boys a little nuts? Oh, that the siren, the siren well. of the of the is it North? Yes, <laughs> kind of. Okay, there you go. Colleen Cruz is joining us here on the Brian Oak Show. It's cold outside right now, yeah? Mm, darn tootin'. Do, 
Do you like warm weather or cold weather? I am not a winter denier. I have a snowsuit. I bought a snowsuit at an estate sale last winter, and it changed my life. That's it. I'm now, out. Uh, now, a snowsuit, like, I mean, you're talking a full-body zip-up hood. full-body. It's, it's from the 1940s. It's actually a hunting suit. And my mother told me, oh, it's got to be from the 1940s because it's right before they changed the color to blaze orange. And she says, I remember because my dad, my grandpa, her dad, uh, it was really mad because he had to buy a new hunting suit. So I've got this huge, massive red suit, and I am... Well, I'm good in any weather. Nobody looks good in orange, let's be honest. But back then, of course, orange prevents you it's from getting shot. It's not about looking good. No? You just have to let that go. Just don't. You have to just, let it just all go, Don't baby. get shot, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there you go. It, well, red does, uh, apparently it disappears at dusk. Red? But orange, yeah, that's why they had to change it. You didn't say your snowsuit was red. It is red. It's a red snowsuit. Huh. From the Do you feel conspicuous when you wear it, or are you like, I don't care. Fuck it. I'm warm. That's right. That is the whole attitude behind everything that I wear from October to May. What's your favorite swear word? My favorite swear word? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. You can take Ass a minute on this clown. one. <laughs> that's a new one. That's a new one. The first time I heard that, I thought, oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> I think yeah. I think mine is turd knuckle. Um, <laughs> I'm Brian Oak. This is the Brian Oak Show. We're talking to Colleen Cruz. Um, you know, we talked about your many appearances on television, the things that you do. Now, all that happened in the 90s. Well, of course, But I still fine. get to say it. Yeah, of course you yeah. do. But because it actually happened, what is the most unexpected, either horrific or brilliant thing in those heady days where you were rolling around things. I mean, give me one. Just a thing that happened where you're like, why is this person in my dressing room? How is it possible they're here? Or you find yourself walking out. It's just me. So you're you're on stage. You're on stage and you don't know what you look like. And then you get a tape. I mean, this is in the 90s when getting a tape, like comedians now, anybody can get a tape. You just hold your phone up and that's it. But getting a tape was a big deal in the 90s. It was difficult to do. It was expensive to do. And I, I, I booked this um, thing on Comedy Central way before I had any kind of tape, right? It was called Women Allowed. It was with Mo Gaffney, and I had bosses at a coffee shop, and they treated me like Cinderella. They said, oh, girl, we're going to they, – they got me a dress. They got me shoes, Italian stilettos. I mean, they like – and they didn't let me eat. It was so funny. They go, <laughs> don't eat. You're going to be on TV. They were so – they were just – they were my wonderful um, fairy godfathers. And so then I get on stage – I kill. There's like a little portion where you do your stand-up and then there's the portion where you panel. It was just like the the Tonight Show or something like that, but with a woman. <gasps> Go figure. How weird. Oh, gross. Wait, a woman? A woman? Behind a desk-ish. But so I, I get up. I do the thing for the crowd. They're loving it. It's great. I sit down, right? And I'm having a good time with Mo Gaffney because why wouldn't you? Because she's awesome. So then it's going to air, right? And I'm over at my boss's place and they make spaghetti and the show is on, and they say, oh, my God, girl. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because when I listen to people, my posture is, as you see, it's just like this. So I'm in this wonderful dress, and I'm like this. And I'm hunched over. My back is a C. A it's, little, a, it's a C. A like little slouchy. Colleen. A little bit. And not only that, when I listen to people, I listen to people with my mouth open like Barney Fife. <laughs> So I'm 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 this elegant woman. Also, I sit with my knees open. The only thing that kept everybody from the money shot is thigh fat. So that's <laughs> what it was. That's what it was. And then I went, oh, I just can't be on TV. So then I tried to get into radio. 
Fantastic it news. Matter. Yeah, it's a good. Well, Thanks. trust me, that's why I've spent more than 25 years doing that because, that's right. you know, last night I had to host my, once a month. I now do a DJ gig at a bar in Northeast. Um, and I went to bed at 4.30 this morning. Delightful. You know, that's why I look like a dead body. So I apologize <laughs> for that. I'm very sorry. You look pretty good for a dead body. Oh, not really. But it's very nice of you to say. She's yeah. Colleen Cruz. My name is Brian Oak. Thanks for tuning into the inaugural podcast of The Brian Oak Show. Before we hear your song and your story about your song, I would like to ask you about something. Um, are you a pet person? Do you have pets? Oh, yeah. I've got what? cats and dogs. Really? Oh, yeah. How many of each? Four cats and two dogs. Three dogs in the house, but two dogs, like, in my immediate house. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It just happens. Are you a, it's ran- like, are you like a rancher? It's like a snowball. You just, you just, well, what, there was one cat that moved in with us. We had no say over it. Charlie. Okay. Yeah. He just, he came into the house and he refused to leave, no matter how much we tried to get him to go. Interesting. So that's it. So it's just. I have three cats, but four cats and two dogs seems we, like you are running a research program on animal husbandry or something. Like it's, mm. it seems like a lot, like it's expensive and a lot of work. It's, uh, you know, it, it is a lot of work, actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean. That's why you need the snowsuit. That's serious. why you don't care about what you look like anymore. <laughs> And if you ever need to get away, you could just live in your snowsuit. That's the right. reason I ask is uh, recently there is a Minnesota company that just got a Wyzetta company, actually, that just got a quarter million dollar Shark Tank investment from Mark Cuban. Um, now, what they do is they design outfits where the adults and humans can dress the same way as their animals. <laughs> And again, I know it's very popular. I know people do this. Do I you? Want, I want to, no. I want to be very clear before I get into this that, you know, when it gets cold, yeah, some dogs need little booties on their feet. They want to go for a walk. They still want to be out there. And if they're a little dog, that, you know, or, or, or a dog that doesn't have a lot, like a thick fur, go ahead and put like a cover on them. That's fine. If you dress your pet up like Pikachu, I think you're a monster. <laughs> I, ju- I don't know. They, they do know. They know they that they feel shame. They, they don't feel shame. What they feel is, why would the person that I've trusted with everything, that I've done nothing but give love to, that only feeds me brown kibble, but somehow I still love them, why would they dress me up like a character from a cartoon show? <laughs> I think people that dress their animals up are monsters. Do you? Well, you never give up on your dreams. I, I don't dress up any of I never dress up any of the dogs just because it's exhausting to think about. What about the cats? No, no. No, I so have you to, don't I, dress up your animals. No, no, I don't dress up the animals. Okay, but I used to dress. Up, I dressed up my ex-husband's animal once, and this was the greatest thing. It's true because he had a little. My, he had a dog, right? We weren't getting along, and he had this little dog with his new wife. And I, and the dog. I don't even know what kind of a dog it was. It was a little dog, and his name was Tim. And we were my son and I, our son, my ex-husband's, our son. We were at the dollar store and we saw this this outfit, and I started laughing. I said, "I think that would fit Tim." It was a Vikings jersey, right? And he says, "Yeah." And I said, "All right, we're going to buy it because he had a key to his dad's house. I didn't have a key to my ex-husband's house. Why would you?" And we pulled up when we knew they were going to be gone, and I said, "Go in there," and I said, "Put this on, Tim." I just liked the idea. So then that became a long running bit. So anytime I saw a dog outfit. My son and I would go over to my ex-husband's house when we knew he was gone and he'd put something on the dog. It was like his dog had another life that he didn't know about. Like, yeah, I was just out at the bar at the Vikings game and he caught me with my jersey on. To be clear, Colleen Cruz, you're admitting to breaking and entering. No, I'm admitting to my son (laughs) 
breaking and entering. I didn't go in the house. I just wait. I was the getaway car. You and I are cool, right? Yeah, because that's we're weird. So cool. I'm okay. not. It's not weird. It was no, funny. no. It's super normal. It a lot is of, super. A lot of yeah, people go into their ex's house and dress clothes. up their pets. That being said, the Wyzetta husband and wife team, what if, for whatever reason, Scott and Gina Davis, congratulations. I hope you have all the success with dog threads. I just, I will never back up on my statement that people who dress animals in human clothing, unless it's revenge against your ex, <laughs> which suddenly I'm starting to have an epiphany here. I'm starting to think it that maybe I did this wrong. We really did. We're learning more about each other and we're bringing people together. <laughs> Good luck with dog threads. I still think if you put a flannel shirt on your pet, you're a monster. My name is Brian Oak. This is the Brian Oak Show, our inaugural podcast. I'm joined by local, can I call you a bon vivant? Sure. Yeah, all right. Local bon vivant, Colleen Cruz. Is that like a sausage? I, <laughs> I think that's... No, it's Just a Just don't dress sausage. up your sausage. Just don't dress up the sausage. You can't do that. All right. Oh, my goodness. Um, supposedly, this is a podcast that is going to be very music-centric, but I can see where it's easy to get off the pack. Sorry. Uh, Pat, no, that's not your fault. I, right. I was the one who brought up dog clothes, mm-hmm. even though I think they're terrible. Um, we are going to hear a song, and a song that you chose. Yeah. I feel that every guest who gets to come on this show gets to pick a song. Like, I mean, I've gotten to pick songs for a very long time, and I like to know, with no judgment, no genre restrictions, no anything, like, there's not a type of music I want to play on this show. I like what music does to people. I like the way that music makes people feel. And you've chosen someone by critically acclaimed singer-songwriter, somewhat commercially successful, but I think she's sort of polarizing. The people that love her, love her all of the way. And the people that don't love her are like, Who? Yeah, I suppose. Tell me about it. I got to tell you something, though. You know, you're um, you're very knowledgeable about music, and so is Sean, who's producing the show. Mm-hmm. I have the worst taste in music. I also don't know anything about music. No, no, back I'm it very, up. Oh, no, There's no true. such thing as bad taste in music. So okay. here's the deal. I like to argue about music. I like to have lively debates. You won't even get one from me. But. Because <laughs> I'll say, yeah, okay, I don't even know. No, it's true. I've had so many roommates that have, have like walls of albums. I've been very fortunate. I didn't own a stereo for 10 years just because I had roommates with stereos and everything. Right. You know, and then they just play something and I say, yeah, that's cool. You know, so I'm, I'm exposed to a lot of stuff. But Do you even like music? Yeah, I totally like music. Who doesn't like music? I don't know. I like it as much as I like dog clothes, <laughs> which is to say, you know, but... No, so this the only this song reminds me of a time because it was like one of the albums that somebody left behind, and so I listened to it over and over again, and it just reminds me of this era. It, it actually isn't connected to the story, other than that, it just reminds me of that time. So I know very little about Ricky Lee Jones. I've never heard this song before no, in my life, funny. and so tell me before we play it why. I mean, so it reminds you of that time. Does it make you feel anything when you sit there? Like, does it just, is it simply nostalgia or is there something else this song does to you? It's a little bit of nostalgia. You, you want me to tell you the story connected to the song? Please. Okay. So I lived in St. Paul, big time St. Paul, right? And I was uh, in this building, downtown St. Paul, that uh, it's called the Colonnade and it's still there. It's like a 125 year old building, it's a super old building. It's really funky. It had a single person elevator that was rickety. You never knew if the cable was going to snap. And I'm sorry to interrupt your story because yeah. it sounds fascinating. What is a single person elevator? It's just like a closet. Like it's a, like a like coffin a, that like, goes up. Like a dumbwaiter? Yeah, kind of. 
Oh, it can hell fit, no. It can fit you in a bag of groceries. Oh, no. Oh, okay. And yeah. with a cage. So I'm sorry oh. to interrupt your story, but absolutely not. That's a deal breaker no. for me. So please. So you so live in a colony. there were two mics that I knew. There were two mics. There was one guy that had dreadlocks, and he was always around. And I thought he was like this guy that was the maintenance guy. But turns out he was like a homeless guy that they let hang around in the lobby because the lobby had like curved vinyl or not vinyl velvet couches and all that it was like a very old funky it was like out of a david lynch film right the whole thing was like uh eraser head or blue velvet it was nuts saint paul had that feeling in the late 80s anyway that whole the, all of saint paul had was like a david lynch film in an eraser head feel yeah well i was working at mickey's diner okay you know, so I mean, that's what you worked at Mickey's. I'm sorry, I, worked I, I at hate Mickey's to interrupt diner. your story. You, didn't you keep know offering... that I worked at Mickey's Diner. No, I'm, well, trust me. Look, I, oh I, I'm relatively informed on the Colleen Cruz story. Okay. I didn't know you worked at Mickey's. We'll yeah. talk about that after the song. Please finish yeah. your story. Okay, so there were these two mics. The guy with the dreadlocks that I always thought was, you know, this the the maintenance guy, and then there was this other guy who lived up on the fourth floor where I lived. And I got had a thing for the the other Mike because he had this sexy little hitch to his walk. He lo- he he had a walk like John Travolta, right? And I'd see this guy walking down the hall, and I thought, I'm going to make out with that guy. <laughs> you know? Because women can do that; they can they can decide. I'm going to make out with yes. that guy. And ninety percent of the time, if you say, "Hey, do you want to make out?" the guy will say yes. More like ninety eight percent of the right, time. Right, right, right. Yeah. But guys okay. can't do that. They can't say, "I'm going to make out with that gal." No, you probably won't. You no, know what I mean? You're going you to jail, not. right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So. I, I get this guy over to my apartment. We're drinking some wine. I sit on his lap and I sit down. He asked me, you know, I sit down a little hard and I thought, and his, and his lap was, it was like sitting, it was like sitting on a table, right? And I thought, huh, huh. And I, and I said, am I crushing your lap? And he said, oh, and, and keep in mind, we had, you know, some wine, like a lot. And I, and I said, am I crushing your lap? And he said, oh, no, that's my wooden leg. And so, and I started laughing because what do you do? Oh, I mean, no. I just started laughing, and then he just got this, this look crossed his face, and I realized he wasn't kidding. He had a wooden leg. So <laughs> I said, "This is we're, this isn't going to happen now, is it?" And he said, "Yeah, it's not going to happen." Ah! And I said, "I'm so sorry." You know, he's like, "No, no, no, it's cool, it's cool." But that's the sexy little hitch, the John Travolta walk. It all made sense. But then. So that's this song. I'm, I'm, I am waiting. I'm dying to hear There's how a, that attaches to this song. It doesn't attach to anything. This was just the album that was playing at the time. That's all. So this was your soundtrack to making fun of the handicap that you'd hope to make this out song, with. This, this story is a callback. Play the song. I'll tell you the callback. Her name is Colleen Cruz. My name is Brian Oak. This is the Brian Oak Show. And this is Ricky Lee Jones with Woody and Dutch on a slow train to Peking. Go ahead and let that drift through your mind here. It's the Brian Oak Show.
The music of Ricky Lee Jones on The Brian Oak Show. Thanks for tuning into our inaugural podcast. Colleen Cruz is my guest right now, and that was your song to choose. And it's called <laughs> Woody and Dutch on a Slow Train to Peking. Now, I want to ask you something before you tell me the rest of the story. How many times do you think you've told that story in your life? I've told the story maybe 20 times. And this was literally the first time that you realized that Woody is in the title of the song and that dude had a wooden leg. <laughs> I totally didn't. Huzzah! It's a full moon. Mercury's in retrograde. Something's happening, but it, it's... Mercury is in retrograde. Is it really? It is. Till like the 20th or something like that. Are you an astrologically inclined individual? I like all the weird stuff. And I don't know if I believe in it, but I like I like looking it up. We're going to get back to that in a minute. Yeah. Tell me more about that song right there. Okay. So the other part of the story, this guy, this guy I was going to make up this guy and he, you know, he had a wooden leg and then I laughed at it. Because I, I didn't know. I don't care about wooden legs, but I laughed because I just thought it was something that he pulled out of his hat. So anyway, so later The views on, expressed on The Brian Oak Show are not <laughs> no. necessarily those reflected by its operating company or either of its hosts or producers, but strictly Colleen Cruz at Re- this point. Rewind the thing and listen to the story. I don't care about wooden legs. Have to rewind anything. So right. I don't. So anyway, so there were, these, there, were these, there were these two mics that were in the building. One had dreadlocks oh. and the other one. So then, see the one with the wooden leg. So then 
late, so like 16 years later, right? My daughter comes up to me and she had just started school and she had, she had a bunch of friends with her and she come up, comes up to me in the kitchen in the house and she said, mom, there is this, this girl at school and she said that her uncle dated you. And my daughter doesn't talk like that, but I'm just, I'm trying to sound yeah, young sure. and hip. Like a teenager. Yeah, right. Like a teenager. Yeah. And, uh, with like, you know, ugh, I have to talk to my mom. So she said, she said her uncle dated you. First of all, creepy, you know, like the uncle, like, Hey, yeah. you're going to the cruise, uh, you know? Mm. And, uh, so then she, and she's, she said he knew you when you lived in some building downtown St. Paul. And I said, well, what's her uncle's name? And, and she said, Mike. And I said, was it Dreadlock Mike or Mike with the wooden leg? Wow. Oh and God. that's the callback. She just kind of looked at me like, you know, really, Mom? <laughs> Did you ever, well, wait a minute. Did you ever make out with Dreadlock no, Mike? No, I never made out with Dreadlock Mike or Mike with the wooden leg. It stopped. Because I... I so you say. It was ill-fated. <laughs> <laughs> to an, say the very an, least. It was an ill-fated makeout. That, that is Colleen Cruz. My name is Brian Oak, and this is The Brian Oak Show. Once again, I want to thank everybody who's jumped on board Patreon early on. It's how we get something like this podcast off the ground. We cannot, literally cannot do it without you. But we also have sponsors, and one of our sponsors on The Brian Oak Show also happens to be a very old friend of mine and somebody who I signed on with. We are now officially business partners in this endeavor called The Brian Oak Show. He's helped launch couple of the most successful podcasts in Minnesota history. But these days, he's also a realtor. His name is Sean Bernard, and he and I first worked together more than 20 years ago. We've known each other on and off over all those years. We've got a long time without seeing each other. But when we first sat down to talk about launching this, I I like Sean, and I trust Sean, and I feel philosophically aligned with Sean. And so I have no problem also encouraging you to not just listen to The Brian Oak Show, but he's a realtor these days, and he's at the 50th in France office of Edina Realty, but obviously serves the entire metro. He's lived here his whole life. He knows the market. He is a believable and a nice guy. And I think my favorite thing about you, Sean, is that he's also producing the show this evening. Hi. Hi. We're holding hands right now. That's not true. That is not true. I don't like you that much. I was just like way over the top, Brian. By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I have the softest hands on the planet for a man my age. Look at that. Oh, I do too. Mine are, there's a lot of lotion. Oh, now we are. Lotion? Where's the, where's the. Pull it back. Pull it back. All right. I want people, I want people to approach you and I want people to actually utilize you as a realtor. No, don't edit that. You leave that in. That's the gold right there. That is the gold. So here's the deal. You are the right kind of salesperson. I've known you as a salesperson for many years at various radio stations and now you're a realtor and I think your gift is that you're, you know, selling is not about selling. It's about finding out what people want. It's about talking to people. It's about getting to know them and satisfy what they're looking for. Yeah, I try to ask the right questions and then uh, and then listen as much as I can. Um, and everybody's different. Everybody wants something something different with what they want in the home. And I'm a big believer that you don't want to have buyer's remorse. And there are some salespeople, not a lot, but there are some that are just trying to get the sale and they're trying to push you through the process and. And they want you to stare at their bleached teeth. And I will never, I promise you, my promise to you is I will never bleach my, my teeth or hold your hand uh, at this point. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not believe that promise because I just held hands with this ask, guy. Unless you ask nicely, then I will. Suit and tie, Sean. Yeah. Suit and tie. Absolutely. Now, the other thing about Sean is he's always been very involved in his community. Not only does he care about neighborhoods, caring about getting people to where they want to be, you know, you sit on the board of the Warming House, which is a local nonprofit. 
I do. It's a really cool music venue. It seats about 50 people. It's very intimate. But very it's, tiny. It's a listening room. And I'm kind of at that point in my life where I still like to go to some rock shows like our friend Ed and like you guys do. But there's also times where I just don't want to deal with loud people. And I want to hear every... Like every day, all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a listening room. And they'll, they'll get local, regional, and national acts in the warming house. Mm-hmm. And some of the national acts kind of freak out because they're like, people are actually listening to every instrument, every word that I'm singing. And it's this very intimate environment. There's no glasses clinking in the background. There's no idle chat. Like it's, it's kind of like living room shows have become a real thing, which has taken me a long time to get my head around. But that's the kind of place that it is. It's very small. It's very intimate. His name is Sean Bernard, my business partner, a longtime friend, and also a sponsor of The Brian Oak Show, which... Weird. We're doing now. We're forty-five minutes in. Are you sure you still want to be on board with this? Um, you know, remember we got an edit button. <laughs> Is there an actual button? If you're know. ready to make a move, you need a realtor who I trust and wholeheartedly endorse. You can call Sean at six one two eight five nine two five nine four. That is six one two eight five nine twenty five ninety four. And uh, I'm glad to have him on board. It's nice to have him here. We also have Colleen Cruz here, and we don't have a lot of time left, Colleen. But I did want to ask you about something. Are you familiar with the British band, the Libertines, that kind of came to rise? I don't know about fifteen years ago. Yes. So the Libertines came around, in my estimation or my memory, the same time that the Strokes did out of New York City. And because the music press is, even more than me, given to hyperbole, this is the band that's going to save rock and roll. They're going to change everything. Oh, my God, rock was dead, and now it's back. Well, the Strokes aren't even that good. That being said, uh, the Libertines are fun, and they were crazy. But, I mean, the British music press lost its bleeping mind. And they're good, to be certain, but their rise was so meteoric that they made all the money and did all the tours. And then lead singer Pete Doherty... Or He's the guy he, that dated Kate Moss. Correct. Yeah. As he pronounced it, Pete Doherty. Which, I don't know, where'd you grow up? East London? I I don't know what that means. Um, He has had a long and storied career of not only dating supermodels. He's got a face like a malnourished baby. Don't you think? (laughs) He does. He's got a a baby face, (laughs) but it looks like... Well, the reason he looks malnourished is because most of his caloric intake has been methamphetamines and other drugs over the last sure. 20 years. Yeah, no, he's That's um, not good. He, no, <laughs> no, it turns out almost no nutritional value. <laughs> There's no magnesium in Sudafed. <laughs> What's the potassium like in this perp? Um, in any event, he, I thought for a while, had gotten cleaned up. You know, he kind of disappeared for a while, and now he's back. But apparently, Pete Doherty has been reportedly arrested in Paris for the second time in 48 hours. Of course, he also had the other band, Baby Shambles. But he was initially arrested. In the Pagal district in the early hours this past Friday for allegedly attempting to buy cocaine. He then spent two days in police custody and was provisionally fined the equivalent of 4,300 pounds. What's that, like eight grand? That's not that small. A sentence yet to be approved by a judge. Now, he's 40 years old. He reportedly, upon being released, went out on Sunday wearing his pajamas to celebrate his release. He was allegedly seen fighting in the Saint-Germain-de-Prix district with a 19-year-old male who is believed to have filed a police uh, police complaint. He now faces new charges for violence by a person in the state of drunkenness and was immediately put back in jail in his pajamas. I wonder what they were arguing over. 
I feel like Pete Doherty's the kind of guy who, look, I like to party. I like to drink. I like to have fun. I had a lot more when I was younger. Now I'm just too tired. I Again, I've slept for two hours prior to this show. <laughs> that being said, I always find like when things start to, the hostility starts to escalate, even if I'm loaded, it's time to back down. It's time, it's time to reconsider your situation because as sure. I told you earlier, fun fact about Brian Oak, I've never thrown a punch in my entire Ooh. life. Why would you? Well, here's the real reason. Not only am I sure that I would shatter every bone in my small bird-like hand, I also, generally when you punch, you get punched back. I try to I avoid that. I say that the punching motion that you made yeah. showed me that you've never thrown a punch before. <laughs> it was like he was hitting a button on Family Feud or yeah, well, something. It was like a, like a gavel. He said, when I throw a punch, he puts his hand. I keep trying to picture a bird with hands. That's what's creeping me out. Hollow bones, chicken fingers. Sure. It Delicious. Happens. I would like my new nickname to be Chicken Fingers, chicken if you don't fingers. mind. That'd sure. be great. Done. Um, I just wanted to ask before, <laughs> before we say farewell, have you ever found yourself in a state of intoxication or a state of relative undress like your pajamas at a bar? Anything like that in your entire life? Thanks for having me on the show. It has been so wonderful to talk to you, and we can talk about that more next time. Her name is Colleen Cruz. Uh, seriously, though, thank you for being on the show. You bet. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to her again in the not-too-distant future. My name is Chicken Fingers, <clears throat> Brian Oak, and this is The Brian Oak Show. Before we go, I do have a couple of things I've got to say. I want to thank the good people at AudioQuip. They are wonderful. Nate Topher, Patrick, and Rob, an incredible organization that really does a very good job of providing any audio equipment that you might need, including The Brian Oak Show. Very kind, very generous, also early adopters of The Brian Oak Show, and I hope we don't let them down. Their mission is to specialize in wireless mics and intercom, along with some unusual hard-to-source audio pieces like press feeds, digital recorders. They do just a little bit of everything, and they are located um, at, um, where are they located? They are St. Lo- Paul. St. Paul. Okay, close enough. And on the web. And on the web at AudioQuip. A-U-D-I-O-Q-I-P dot com. My thanks to them. My thanks to Start, uh, pardon me, Smart Start MN for their early adoption. Thanks to Ed Cohen for stopping by. Very much appreciated, Ed. Um, Sean, thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. I, well, my pleasure. Trust me, old chicken fingers over here has had more than a little practice at this. I do also want to... <laughs> I do want to thank uh, uh, Dave Gatzmer, who has come up with the logo logo for the show. We'll be doing more artwork as we move forward. Uh, Amy Stubblefield. Barthel. Barthel, thank you very much for helping us with our web design. Again, these are very early days. Things are going to change. They're going to evolve. And we also want to thank Rebecca Slater, who has done the photography. She made you look good. Well, as much as she could. There's only so much to work with. Old chicken fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like something from a 1912... Geek. We photoshopped man hands in there. (laughs) With proper man fingers (laughs) on them? Appreciate that. Also, Foolproof Studios, where we're recording this right now. His name is Sean Bernard. Colleen Cruz, Ed Cohen, thank you very much for being here. My name is Brian Oak, and this is The Brian Oak Show. One last thing I'd like to say before we go. Um, My life has been weird. You know, growing up, I was a music head from the very, very earliest days, and then being lucky enough to be in radio for 25 years, I've had the exceptional good fortune to cross paths with. So many musicians, so many interesting people in our community, so many stories, so many things that were 
teenage me would have considered wildly unlikely. And uh, growing up, the band that changed my life more than any other band was a band called Husker Du. And, of course, we lost Grant Hart a while back. And I happened to have been friends with his widow for many, 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 many years. And when I reached out looking for a new laptop, she reached out and said... I know somebody who is pretty important to both of us, and you can have his. And so all the research and everything I'm doing right here is on Grant Hart's laptop. And that's not a humble brag. That's not me being cool. It's just me, like, weird. It's worth waking up every single day. Oh, and hey, before, I, before we get to this last song, next episode, we're going to talk to Jared Brewington. And we've got a bunch of stories we couldn't get to tonight. So that'll be coming up in just a couple of days. Thank you for listening to the inaugural Brian Oak Show podcast, Weird. And I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite power pop bands out of Seattle. Hear their tribute to Grant Hart many, many moons ago. This is the Posies, Grant Hart on the Brian Oak Show.